Hey, CS Joseph, CS Joseph Life, doing a new human nurture series. Uh, I've gotten a whole bunch of requests from uh, the audience uh, through emails uh, to do the next human nurture series. I've been spending a lot of time on uh, human nature with all the types, and uh, I'm going to be finishing out the uh, four seasons on type comparisons, and I'm also going to be finishing out uh, social compatibility and then moving on into additional things with uh, human nature. But we've kind of fallen a little behind on human nurture, and I was just informed that it was time to begin the next uh, series for that. So this is going to be season 13, episode one, for those on the podcast. And this is going to be a new playlist for human nurture. And it's going to be our personal sovereignty uh, playlist, or season, basically, where we're going to be discussing personal sovereignty in terms of the sacred genders. So this lecture is Introduction to the Sacred Genders uh, According to Personal Sovereignty. So let's talk about why that is relevant or why anyone should care. So we've been talking about, from a human nurture standpoint, how intimate relationships actually work. We've been talking about The four pillars of self-intimacy and how you know you have to have self-respect, love your neighbors yourself, what the golden rule really means, and uh, and how that relates to you know self-respect because that's life rule number one above all else, respect thyself according to Pythagoras, right? And that's the main core concept that he taught to Socrates, etc. Uh, so, with that in mind. It's important that we understand, like, go a little bit deeper as to how this impacts the specific genders. Now, I know that we've had a few requests talking about how the genders impact, uh, the, you know, the 16 types according to Jungian analytical psychology. And that's very important because uh, obviously, you know, a gender, someone who is a female versus a male, has a different approach to their type, basically, and how the four sides of their mind impact from a cognitive standpoint, right? That's a very normal thing and a very different uh, a different approach, you know. And literally, it just comes down to a matter of priority. It's all about priority. What is the priority of the 16 types, you know? So let's talk about that. I'm not gonna do a deep dive on that. I'm gonna be doing subsequent lectures after this introduction to actually talk about that. Uh, but let's just say that Sacred masculinity uh, causes the 16 types to have a different approach, and so it also does sacred femininity. And it ends up becoming a primary versus uh, secondary yin and yang equilibrium, which obviously it would because the whole concept of yin and yang is based on not just light versus darkness, but it's actually rooted in masculine versus feminine energy, right? And the balance and how it's like this Venn diagram, uh, etc with how with how it's just balanced in equilibrium with each other, right? Uh, so based on that, sacred masculinity and sacred femininity impact the types in, from different approaches. And they do this through what we call the big things and the little things. And we'll be talking about that uh, where masculinity focuses on the big things of life and femininity focuses on the small things of life. And then there's also impacts with how it interfaces with the physical environment or how it also 
interfaces with spirituality, uh, not just, uh, you know, nature versus nurture. It actually impacts every aspect of human life as we know it, right? So, but how does, how does the sacred genders, as we call it, how does all of that actually tie into what we've been talking about and relating to personal sovereignty? Like how, how is that relevant? How does it even tie in? And why even bother having personal sovereignty? So it all goes back to the four pillars of self-intimacy. Remember, we have to take responsibility for meeting our own needs. We have to have personal standards to basically enforce our own behavior so to make sure that we ourselves are focused on meeting our own needs. Uh, we also have personal boundaries, which is us making sure that people or external forces are not impacting or inhibiting our ability to take care of our own personal needs. And then finally, we have personal goals. And as a result of having the, the four pillars of self-intimacy, you know yourself, you know what you want, you have self-respect, right? And that leads to self-actualization. But the four pillars of self-intimacy, once you have them in place, they actually really start to bring out the sacred genders, sacred masculinity and sacred femininity. And there are four archetypes attached to each uh, sacred gender approach. And we've talked about it lightly and how intimate relationships actually work. That playlist that we have or that season or series we have here on the YouTube channel, the podcast. And that is King, Warrior, Magician, Lover, or the feminine variant, Queen, Warrior, Magician, Lover. Which during this lecture series, we will be going and doing a deep dive into each archetype. Once each human being completes each of these archetypes in their life, they are what we call, they, they, they have reached what we call wholeness. Uh, they are able to uh, get closer to enlightenment, essentially, with their own personal growth and development, and actually go beyond self-actualization. That's the thing about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, is that Maslow's hierarchy of needs actually has an additional level at the top, and that's enlightenment, basically. It's the level beyond self-actualization. It's when a person becomes attuned to their um, deepest gift, right? And they're able to give that deepest gift from themselves to, to not only their lovers and their family, but also to the world, essentially, to the point where it is, becomes a world-building, world-changing experience for everyone. Which is really interesting because there are forces out there that are diametrically opposed to that. Uh, one example I would like to mention is Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson spends a lot of time talking about masculinity or the mature masculine on a regular basis. And while I do enjoy some of his concepts and some of his lectures, and while I do maintain that he largely speaks the truth in a general way that really impacts a lot of men in that first world culture, and people see him as a major leader of the time, I do have one problem with him. And I disagree with his approach uh, with uh, the sacred genders because I do not appreciate how uh, he basically is anti-personal sovereignty while simultaneously being uh, pro-mature masculine or pro-sacred genders. That doesn't even make sense because they're diametrically opposed. They're completely opposed to each other. There, There is no... Um, you can't have the mature masculine and basically be an open borders globalist person at the same time. You just can't. 
Now, I get that's really political for some people, and then all of a sudden that's the point where they just stop listening, you know, to me when I say that, but that's the truth. Why is that? Go back to the four pillars of self-intimacy. When we're talking about personal standards and personal boundaries, right, you have to enforce your boundaries with other people. Dr. Robert Glover in his book, No More Mr. Nice Guy, basically gives examples of how men are not enforcing their boundaries and how that continues to be an issue um, when they're not uh, doing their boundaries. Well, uh, that can continue to be a problem. And uh, why? Well, you can't be a man. You can't have mature masculinity. You can't be have sacred masculinity, much less sacred femininity or the mature feminine. You can't have that if you are not enforcing boundaries. And this is at the micro level, but at the macro level, when you talk about globalism, that's a very open borders uh, suggestion. That's a very open borders doctrine. That is a very open boundaries doctrine where people are not enforcing their boundaries. And as a result, the nation itself loses self-respect. And because it's being forced to take care of the whole of the world instead of pay attention to themselves and grow themselves and be all about themselves, and this is where people are like, oh, this is where you're starting to preach nationalism. No, not really. Uh, but I can see where you're going with that. I don't care. I don't really care so much about that. All I care about is sovereignty, personal sovereignty. You know, just uh, just because I'm talking about sovereignty and how nations and tribes and groups of people should be respected and, and their uh, their sovereignty should be respected, their boundaries should be respected, their borders should be respected, does not mean I'm a nationalist. That means I'm a realist, okay? So for those of you that are going to go so far as to claim that I'm being a Nazi, you're, you're retarded and you don't know what you're talking about, okay? I'm not talking about nationalism. I'm talking about sovereignty and having mutual respect for your neighbors because you have self-respect. And because you have self-respect, your neighbors will respect you. And this is how it goes at the micro level and at the macro level. When it comes to Jordan Peterson, I'm sorry to say this, guys, but he's a globalist. How can he be a globalist and preach the mature masculine at the same time? Because the mature masculine doesn't even work if you don't know the four pillars of self-intimacy. If you are not paying attention, if you are not enforcing boundaries, and, and which are because people will inhibit you from reaching your dreams. People will inhibit you from reaching self-actualization. People will inhibit you from personal growth. People will inhibit you from being the mature masculine. People will try to keep you in immaturity. They will keep you trapped that way, right? Gary Vaynerchuk says this all the time. Ty Lopez says this all the time. Tony Robbins says this all the time. Listen to what they're saying. But Jordan Peterson he writes a book, he's talking about the mature masculine, and that's fantastic, and we need to support the mature masculine as much as we need to support the mature feminine and be anti-patriarchy while simultaneously being anti-feminism. But, he's also a globalist. So, how can that be? It's a huge conflict of interest, and this is a problem, right? And I have to point this out. I have to point this out to this audience, because if you're going to be so focused on reaching self-actualization, having self-respect, having the four pillars of self-intimacy, increasing your nobility or increasing your beauty so that you can have the best possible relationships, you know, in your life. That's awesome for the micro level, but how does that impact the macro level? And that is what this lecture series is about. We're going to be talking about the macro 
where it's more outside of just you, right? It's it, like where I'm saying, yes, it is about you, but it's also not about you at the same time. That in of its own right is a yin and yang equilibrium where you have to focus on yourself in order to interface with others because no one can love you unless you love yourself. No one will respect you unless you respect yourself first. But we've already covered a lot about the self. We're going to be talking a little bit more about, okay, I've reached these levels of the self. I've reached mature, ma I'm gonna define mature masculinity, I'm gonna define the mature feminine, I'm gonna define the sake of genders and how you can reach that for yourself. But then I'm gonna show you how that impacts culture. I'm going to show you how that impacts things at the macro level, right? A great example of this is Malcolm X. We're gonna be talking about Malcolm X further. But Malcolm X maintained a doctrine that any group of people who has self-respect, they do it at the individual level, but they also do it at the group level, the community level. Uh, the county level, the state level, the city level, uh, the national level, right? Sovereignty. He taught about sovereignty and how sovereignty is important. You have personal sovereignty and then you have, you have national sovereignty, you have communal sovereignty, you have state sovereignty, sovereignty, right? Where people have mutual respect for their neighbors. You cannot reach the mature masculine or the mature feminine. You cannot reach self-actualization or reach enlightenment unless you are making sure you have your personal sovereignty covered. And if you are allowing your nation or your community uh, or your brothers and sisters or your family or your neighbor, if you are allowing them to have their personal sovereignty infringed, you're going to have your personal sovereignty infringed, or the fact that their personal sovereignty is being infringed, that means yours is also being infringed by default, which means you're less of a man, which means you're less of a woman, which means you're not as mature as you should be, right? Which means you're not going to reach self-actualization or enlightenment. That's the problem. Personal sovereignty is a big deal, and people like Jordan Peterson like to talk about the mature masculine, but they don't care about personal sovereignty because they don't care about the sovereignty of nations because he is a globalist. Globalism is the problem. Globalism is going to lead us down to a path where there is no maturity. Because if you're not going to if you're not going to protect borders, if you're not going to have enforced boundaries at the national level, the state level, the community level, province level, whatever level you have, if you're not going to do that, that means as a nation you don't have self-respect, which means the nation itself is not mature, right? And it's going to trickle down to the individual and then the personal sovereignty is not going to be important because the national sovereignty is not important. And I'm not talking about we need division, divisions, sectionalism or factionalism in our world today. That's not what I'm talking about. It's not about division, guys. We actually can be united in a model where everyone's personal sovereignty is respected or everyone's national sovereignty is respected. Just use national sovereignty as an example. Why? We can do this because we have a culture of honor, an, an international and a national culture of honor, a culture of honor where it's based on mutual respect. And if we have mutual respect for our neighbors, you know, love your neighbor as yourself, right? What I talked about on the four pillars of self-intimacy. If we're able to do that, our world will be a better place overnight because everyone's borders, everyone's boundaries are respected. And we're not inhibiting our fellow man from not growing, right? 
Yes, there's scarcity. Yes, there's competition. But we are reaching an age where there's going to be less scarcity. We're reaching an age where technology is going to be available. We're reaching an age where, uh, you know, cures diseases, uh, fantastic, miraculous things are about to come in our very, very near future. And we're competing and trying to prevent fellow human beings from reaching this area. See, this is wrong. We need to be focused on sovereignty, our own personal sovereignty, and respect the sovereignty of others and respect their culture. Malcolm X would have said, you know, this is why African Americans in the United States of America have such a difficult culture, why the fact that they have fatherlessness all the time, you know, it's because in as much as they try to, you know, reach out and, and take care of their own, they just haven't really had the opportunity to because everyone's been disrespecting their personal sovereignty, right? But they also haven't been doing very much to protect their personal sovereignty. Why? Well, because there's no fathers. And the lack of fathers means it's difficult for mature mas the mature masculine to uh, manifest, right? And due to that lack of mature masculine, the lack of the sacred masculine itself, they're not able to have that personal sovereignty. They're not able to have the four pillars of self-intimacy. And then as a result, they're not able to develop. And then they point their finger at other at other gender or at uh, at other races essentially right but they're not the only race that does this i'm only use them as an example everyone does it everybody every ethnicity every nationality everyone does it everyone is guilty of this how do we solve this problem well to solve the problems of the world like i say in my welcome uh, lecture for this channel we need to solve we have to solve the lack of maturity and how do we do that? Well, we stop fatherlessness. Well, how do we do that? Well, we need to have personal sovereignty. And so that's micro sovereignty and macro sovereignty. The only like just as Malcolm X preached, right? Malcolm X is a pretty cool dude, right? He knew what he was talking about. So we'll actually be diving a little bit deeper into some of uh, how, how Malcolm X kind of goes in with uh, personal sovereignty. But, but anyway, you can just kind of take this as like a, we're also going to be comparing him directly to Jordan Peterson, actually, uh, and just kind of show you a, a bit of a difference of a mindset there. Uh, but anyway, the bottom line is, in order to reach mature, the mature masculine or the mature feminine, which is king, warrior, magician, lover, or queen, warrior, magician, lover, we'll talk about those archetypes. And this is very Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette, by the way. i got to give them credit for their amazing work on this. Um, they, wrote, they wrote a ton of books. They wrote king, warrior, magician, lover, the king within, the warrior within, the magician within, uh, the Lover Within. They're extremely rare and extremely expensive books. I happen to own all of them, and they are amazing. I recommend you get them if you can, especially King Warrior Magician Lover. It's just a primer, but it works. Uh, these archetypes are what, what ensure the sacred genders, the mature masculine, the mature feminine, right? And they are how, after we reach the four pillars of self-intimacy, we are able to exercise personal sovereignty, not only at the micro level, AKA the individual level, but also at the macro level, with our families, our friends, in the professional environment, our communities, our counties, our states, our nations, etc. We have to exercise personal sovereignty so that it can lead to mutual respect and understanding of our fellow man. We do this through type, through human nature, by understanding each other's types, but we also do this through understanding ourselves, understanding our nurture, understanding 
you know, nature and nurture, which allows us to have those relationships. And we literally can build a better world overnight with these concepts, as long as one person, it all it takes one person, it only takes one person to do this, to live their life like this, other people will see it, other people will see that they're being successful and they will want that success too, and they will begin to follow that person. And slowly but surely, over time, after even a generation, everything will be changed because this becomes the new cultural standard on a worldwide scale. Personal sovereignty is everything. Personal sovereignty is the key to a peaceful world full of not only just coexistence, but also a world where, where uh, we're not only reaching self-actualization everywhere with each individual, but we're reaching you know, collective actualization in a way that's never been seen before, in a way that would make sense, where, every, where no one is going to be losing their culture anymore. Well, we've had entire cultures wiped out off the face of the earth, but now all of a sudden culture is being respected and preserved because of mutual respect for our neighbors, because of love your neighbors yourself. If you found this lecture useful, educational, insightful, please leave a like and a subscribe for the channel here on YouTube or and on the podcast. That would be great. If you have any questions about personal sovereignty or the sacred gender, genders or the mature masculine or the mature feminine, please leave that in the comment section of this channel. This is going to be a 11 or 12 episode uh, season, uh, season 13. So got many more of these to do and I'll be... Uh, filming at least one each time I go on a, a walk on top of what I'm going to be doing in my kitchen studio, of course. So, and uh, yeah, if uh, actually, yeah, I'll be doing that and then I'll be doing that, uh, doing more of those tomorrow. So all that being said, I guess I'll see you folks tomorrow. Have a good night.